We're diving into part two of Understanding Personality Styles. That's coming up next. A marriage that takes on the fostering journey. That's what we call a fostering marriage. And this is the show where you learn to keep your marriage the priority and make fostering fit into it, not the other way around. Well, welcome back to the Fostering Marriage Podcast, where my wife is dying and dying laughing, sitting across the table from me. What's going through your mind over there? Uh, I'm just laughing at you. Gumdrop? (laughs) We're keeping this, by the way. Oh, are we? This is all real. Excellent. It's real. This is real. This is a, we're listen, not cutting this listen. out. The people are going to stop listening to our show because we're out of control. Uh, well, let's, where are we? What do we do? So we're diving into part two of understanding personality styles. If you've not listened to part one, do that because we hit the uh, the one hundred and one of disc personality styles, and we talked about why they're so important, which is all about having high levels of quality communication, and we are breaking down the D, I, S, and C personality types and look in helping to shed light on who they are, their strengths, their weaknesses, how they contribute to conflict, and how do we learn to lean in one another's direction according to personality style. That this has been game-changing information for so many people, especially Mary Beth and I, in terms of us having better communication so that we can have a better marriage, so that we can have a better fostering marriage, which is a marriage under all kinds of new stressors and challenges and obstacles that most people don't face that haven't chosen to take go into this, or God hasn't called them into this whole um, fostering and adoption thing that, that so many people do. And we've talked about how vital communication is in personality styles is essential to having better communication with your spouse. So What did we cover in episode one? Well, we covered, like you said, the 101, and then we covered the D personality and the I personality. So today we're going to talk about the S and the C personalities. So why don't we just dive right back in and pick up where we left off, and that is with the high S personality style. Actually, it's kind of both of us. So the high S is the, quote, stable personality. They're very amiable. I like that word, by the way. Uh, democratic, patient. They're just a caring, kind people. Hufflepuff comes to mind. Yes, in Harry Potter. So an S personality, they care deeply for others. Relationships are super high important to, to a high S. They're steady, they're stable, they're predictable, they're friendly, they're the person you kind of want as your friend because they're going to always be on your side. You kind of meet them and you're like, gosh, they're, they're so nice. I just like that person. Yeah. They didn't say anything, but I just, I just kind of, I just <laughs> oh, kind of on. like them. That's not true. S's just don't say a lot because S's are introverted people, but they, again, they care. They're great deeply. listeners. They're great. They're great friends, period. The S probably has the longest list of positive qualities than any other personality type, I would say. Yeah, they're very patient. Like I said before, loyal. And they're just like, they're sympathetic and understanding and they just make a phenomenal friend. Yeah, if you're married to an S, you're probably like, oh my gosh, yes. My spouse is totally those ways. 
Um, S's are also can be very passive people. Mm -hmm. Um, In an unhealthy way, they can be overly submissive. There is total goodness in being submissive as a human being that, especially if we come from like a Christian perspective um, or a God perspective of submitting to God and then husbands and wives submitting to one another, that there's goodness in in submission. It's just got submission. The whole word has got screwed up because of patriarchal society that's existed in the world for thousands of years but being submissive to one another can be a super healthy thing and actually lead to really great unity and again great relationships where selfishness the other side of it just destroys relationships but s's are those you're married to them and you're like yeah they take care of you they meet all your needs they take care of the family it's not hard for s's to be that way because s's live life through a lens of how do I take care of you. Yep. That's why S's were, are the people that will take care of their parents easily as they get older. It's just a no-brainer. If S's didn't do things like that, they would feel very guilty. They would feel like they're letting people down yeah. or they're failing people, especially if somebody's struggling because they would take on that responsibility of, I need to be there to take care of them. That is my job, which that totally can also get into an unhealthy thing yeah of just taking on responsibility for your emotions which yeah like you said it's unhealthy yeah i mean a high s cannot handle conflict well let me say this an immature high s cannot handle even mature high s's hate conflict yes they just learn to deal with it yeah but they hate it yeah um change that's another thing that we as s's do not care for at all I don't like to say no, as other S's also do not like to say no, because we want to please people. We are so about pleasing people and taking care of people. Internalizing concerns is a major, major problem for those of us who are S's. Yeah, S's, I think, (laughs) S's may have the highest stress levels and blood pressures of all personality types because they internalize concerns and they won't communicate about them. Yeah. Because it's conflict. Or they will think things like, when's the perfect timing? Or, well, you're the other, your spouse is so busy. And it's like, then you never bring it up. But really, you're not bringing it up because the, the main thing is because it's conflict. Well, and, and I think even combining some of these reasons, you know, the whole taking responsibility for your emotions or, well, I mean, I contributed to this problem this way. And so really, it's kind of my fault. And so... There's no point in even bringing up this conflict that I don't want to bring up because it's only like 10% your fault anyway. So I'm just going to take it all on and not say anything. Yeah. And then ultimately the mantra of the S is, well, it's just easier. (laughs) Yeah. Especially when it comes to relational conflict. Yeah. It's just easier not to bring it up. It's easier to not solve it. It's easier whatever because you as the S don't want the conflict and you brace for it. Yep. And so it's just a, I'll suck it up and I'll deal with it. And then what happens when S's get backed into a corner or they oh. have to stuff stuff down for, for so, so long? long? What happens to the S? There may be, it's possible, a bit of an explosion. Exactly. And so, I mean, <laughs> I say this as somebody who's been there. And it's because you get to this point as a high S that you're like, I've had enough. I'm done. And now... Instead of having that calm conversation that we could have had weeks ago, we're in a fight. And meanwhile, 
your spouse is like, whoa, I didn't even know there was a little bit of a problem, much less this massive thing. They had no idea what was going on. Yeah, totally. That's where the S struggle with control gets very real. And so all people, all personality types, basically, we struggle with control to various degrees. And S's, this is how S's can can struggle with control as they stuff stuff down, they don't deal with it, um, and then they come out swinging. And it can be, and you will see an S snap, and it's like, wow, what happened? Where, where'd the crazy person come from? Right. Because they're never that way. They're only that way because they're not managing themselves well at all. Yeah. And I mean, I feel like a lot of high S's can hide their true feelings decently well for whatever different period of time, you know, to the point where the other person doesn't know that there is a problem. Yep, totally. So a high S will put others' needs before their own. Like a high I, high S's are very sensitive to criticism. So I think that's another another big one when, you, when you're talking about communication and, you know, even if you're trying to hold your spouse accountable, if you use the wrong tone, the wrong word, the wrong anything, and I say wrong in quotes because maybe you're not actually even saying anything wrong, it's the high S who's being so sensitive will receive it badly. Yeah, totally. And then S's can struggle with trying to control their environment through procrastination. Why? Because of the hate conflict and they hate change. And so they will kick the thing down the road for a long time. And they will procrastinate, procrastinate, procrastinate because they're what they're really trying to do is stay in control of something. It's a struggle to like, oh, we've got to do this thing. Oh, this has to change. And then all of a sudden weeks go by, months go by, and sometimes years go by Mm -hmm. and nothing has been solved because the S is still struggling with control, feeling out of control or trying to control the outcome in a sense of, I don't want the thing to change. So let me just procrastinate on making a decision on something. Yeah. We have this funny little S high S story from when we were first married. We sold pretty much everything that we had and we moved to DC. And so when we were there, we're like buying things to furnish our apartment and we go into the store and I am in high S mode. And so we're looking around. And at this point, I don't think that I knew that my husband was had as many opinions about decorating as I realized. Well, especially back then. Yeah, that's something then early, early days. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we go into the store and he's like, I really like this. And and so for him to say, oh, I really like this. I received it as I want to buy this. And it was like curtains and a duvet cover and all this stuff. Okay. So here's the thing. It wasn't ugly. It just wasn't my style. And it looked nice, but it wasn't my style. But my husband, my brand new husband, who I so wanted to please said, I really like this. So we bought all that stuff. And I think it was years later, years, I'm not kidding, years later that I finally said, I've always hated that duvet cover. And those curtains are the ugliest things I've ever seen. So they went from being like, they're nice to, they're not my style. And now I've had to live with them for so long that I absolutely despise them. Yeah. And so 
It's incredibly it high like... S. It's just like, okay, let's just get those then. And not <laughs> give like, and got, yeah. not give my opinion. Yeah. Or yeah. push back on yeah. it. And so we did. We actually, I have stuff. We have stuff I like now. But Yeah, and it's so know, funny because this learned... reminds me also like when we bought pottery. There was pottery stuff oh that goodness. we had forever. Exact same situation. Exact same situation. I could see something and be like, I like that. We would get it and spend the money. I'm assuming you're like, you like it. Because all your communication is in the direction of, I okay. like it. It's fine. That's yep. good. I probably said something like, it's nice because the truth is, I wasn't going to lie. The truth is, it's nice. It's not what I want. So yeah. that's where a high S has to not, um, what, lie to... T- or go with or go, it or, or not it, or, or just, not not share your opinion yes, or yeah. your preference. Yeah communicate yeah let's talk about the thing (laughs) it's nice and then add it's not my style (laughs) i want to go back in time and teach the younger me just add a sentence to that (laughs) give more information exactly to to and help make the decision but it's very s response s decision making so let's take this to marriage in terms of like for our marriage for instance as both of us have a ton of s in us Mm What has caused struggle because of one or or one of us being an RS personality? Well, the easiest one for me to identify is when I'm in my S personality because that that my go-to is to stuff things and to hold things in and not share and wait for forever. And then it becomes this big explosive problem instead of just asking a question early on or a couple of questions or whatever. And... I rationalize it every time in my mind of why I don't need to bring it up. And and really, when I stop and think about it, I'm just, I don't want the conflict. If I'm really being honest with myself, I don't want the conflict. But the problem that I struggle with is that the truth is there's conflict because there is a little bit of that I'm contributing to it. But instead of taking it all on and putting it all on me, I need to just ask a question of like, hey, what's going through your mind or ask whatever the appropriate question is and then the problem would just be solved, you know? Yeah. What other, like in terms of like limiting thoughts or lies that you can tell yourself as a high S, what is that kind of stuff that holds you back from bringing stuff up sooner? Like what stuff do you convince yourself of? Um, Gosh, that's a great question. I think a lot of times I'm like, well, I'm the problem. Or, um, I have one. Oh, go ahead. That is the, is how is Joel, Joel's going to probably respond like, yeah, boom. Yeah. And it's something negative. Yeah. If the assumption is I'm going to have some kind of negative or toxic response yeah. if you bring up the thing. Yeah. And it's like, that's been, that's been a, a big one. Yeah. That's held you back because you don't want that conflict and. And you have your root system, as you will. The root system is jargon. Uh, Let me explain that in better terms. You have your past experiences that have trained you. You have early years experiences with me of just being selfish and disregarding of your feelings and emotions and having to be right and making you feel like you're the one that's got the problem. I don't, this is your issue. This isn't my problem. This is your issue. Right. You know, it's just this awful yeah. stuff of how I used to contribute to conflict with you. And all that is experiences all that of the past. my decision to not say something. 
But nowadays, for people listening to that, that can be like, oh, yeah, that makes a lot of sense that Mary Beth, you would struggle with that. What's your input on that? Well, my input is, first of all, regarding past experiences, like we have both grown and I know that that's not how you respond to me anymore. So I need to kind of battle through that. He's going to view me this way or he's going to say this or he's going to shut me down or he's just going to fight to be right or whatever, whatever in that instance, I need to battle through that because it's not who you are anymore. And so that's, I think the biggest thing, but on the flip side on my own lies is okay. So what if I am part of the conflict? I can't solve it on my own. And so we do need to have the conversation. And then it comes back to not just being like, this is a problem, but a more gentle tone and asking questions. Yeah, all makes sense. So let's go on now to the high C personality type. The last of the four uh, is the high C personality type. So this is the, again, task-oriented person. D and C and ta- are task. I and S are relational. So Cs are cautious, analytical, detail-oriented, systematic people. If you want to find out if someone has a lot of C in them and you can't you know, figure it out, ask them a question like, do you have a sock drawer? <laughs> of course I do. <laughs> of course you do. Is it organized? Of course it is. Because you are a very high C. I am a very high C. If you're C. a moderate to low C, a person will say, I do have a sock drawer or I have one and other stuff is in it too because it's a big drawer. Are things organized? <laughs> well, Absolutely mine is a big not. Drawer, but my socks are <coughs> in a smaller container within my big drawer. Yeah. <laughs> and it's a, the C will be like, the per, some person will say like, no, it's not. Do you really want it to be? I really do. That's a decent amount of C in the person. The low C, it's going to be like sock drawer. Yep. Organized. No. Do you want it? I really don't. Do you want it organized? I don't really care. The socks are all in there. It's such a personality style driven decision. I would just like to say none of our children's socks ever match. And it sometimes, like when they're wearing them, they don't match. Yes. Like (laughs) not even in the drawer when it's on their body. And they don't care. And I'm like, okay, not a big deal. Every now and then I'm like, listen, we're going someplace nice. We're matching socks. (laughs) And that's the standard of our home. Yeah. Do you have underwear on? We're, we're We're matching socks. So C's, where they're gifted, ability to analyze what works and doesn't, accurate and precise, conscientious, detail-oriented, able to set realistic estimates, have high standards, and they're very thorough people. This is what makes C's phenomenal implementers and executors of tasks and projects, because this is these are their gifts. The detail, the organization, they think things through. They don't miss details that all the other personality styles are going to miss. And it's why they're phenomenal at organizing and running a home as well. Because they get stuff. They see the things that need to be done. And again, they're very task-oriented people, meaning like the high C. The moderate to high C is a very task-oriented person. They can, though, struggle and contribute to conflict as all personality styles can. They also struggle with conflict and with change, just like a high S does. Uh, they can have, <laughs> for me, I feel like this is the bigger one, but maybe that's just because it's me. They can tend to have a negative critical eye, uh, m- meaning like 
they can just point out, yeah, but this is a problem and that's a problem and that's a problem. They can appear harsh and uncaring. They're going to overstep boundaries when clear direction isn't given. Uh, and they will control their environment with facts. They information will you people. and information you to death. <laughs> yep, they will. And that's where it's a, because these are detailed and organized and they research stuff. Yeah. They understand it usually better than other people. So the assumption they make usually is, I understand this stuff better than you do. Yeah. And so it's a, or my way is going to be a better way. And so it's like when the story I tell sometimes, um, when I'm teaching stuff in group in groups that I that I train, is that Josiah also has a lot of high C in him, and where we got him this okay to wait clock when he was a little kid, and he would not trust that we set it every night, that we set it appropriately. Well, it's one of those you set it, and it's always that way now. But he would ask every single night, "Is the clock set? Is the clock set? Is the clock set?" Why? Because he doesn't trust that we are going to be as detailed as he is. He trusts himself. Just by personality type, as a little tiny boy, his C personality was distrust. (laughs) It was so funny. Once I asked him, I was like, do you not trust mama to get this right? And he said, no. (laughs) I was like, okay. (laughs) But that's the truth. The C in him doesn't trust that you're going to get it right. You're not going to be as accurate and you're not going to be as detailed as he's going to be in those kinds of things. Because there's other places, him as a high eye, where he's not detailed at all. But with things where he is detailed, he's He's super detailed on things. So when it comes to marriage, like if you're married to a high C, get the level of detail that they need. Or understand that when they're asking you lots of questions or they're punching holes in your ideas or plans, it's coming from their personality style. If you are a C, be careful with your tone and how you communicate because it can come across as condescending and harsh and as if everyone else in your life is stupid. And that's that's how it comes across. But Cs also hate to look stupid. So they will battle and be defensive about being right. And then they will fight to the death on the battle of the wits with Vecini and Princess Bride. And even though proven wrong, the sea will still be like, well, I don't know about, I, I still think that it could be, and it's like, oh my gosh, man, for it's like, just give it up. You so, that the sea will hang on for dear life because there's so much worth that is attached to being right. Yeah. And the sea hates, hates, hates to look stupid. I was doing this training with a with a team down in Texas and working with this young high C and he was being put into this you know role playing um scenario and he froze up. And I'm watching to see how the other members of this team are going to respond to him and I immediately I know what's happening. I know cuz I know his personality style and he froze up. And he wasn't prepared and he was afraid that he was going to look stupid in front of everybody else. So once we got through the role play, I came back and I said, guys, great learning moment for you all here. What is his personality style? And they're like, he's a high C. And I said, what do high C's hate so much? And where we arrived was they hate looking stupid, which means they care so much about others' opinions. And I was like, hey, is that why you froze up? And he looked at me and he was like, yes. Because yeah. it was all the insecurity inside of him that he couldn't get through the scenario. 
because he was so fearful of looking like an idiot in front of other people. So as a high C, when you're, especially when you're in that high C mode, and you're just like, I'm knocking things out, I'm getting things done. Communication can become a problem because so often your tone will probably be harsh. You may not even recognize that it's harsh. You're just like, man, I'm just getting things done. And somebody talks to you and you're like, yeah. And you just, you don't even notice that like it comes out so rude, but you're just doing things. You don't know. So I think as a high C, we need to be aware when we are in that high C mode of other people and lean in their direction and and pause in what we're doing and acknowledge what they're saying or stop and listen to them or say, hey, I'm so sorry, I'm in the middle of something. Can we talk about this in 10 minutes or whatever the case is? So there was this time years ago, remember when we bought the Highlander and we were <laughs> where we were wanting to get an SUV? And you had always driven small cars, and we had small like cars. a we had like a three series BMW at the time. I missed that little black car, and we were like, okay, well, our family's growing, and we needed we needed something bigger. So we'd saved up cash, and we're like, okay, this is what we can afford to buy, and we started looking at midsize SUVs. And okay, side note: a midsize SUV to me at the time was huge. May as well have been. I don't even know how to. It should have been like the Ford the Expedition, Expedition we have now, which bigger. ironically. I like that. You now. like that car like now. That now, but back then you didn't. No. You were afraid and uncomfortable with bigger vehicles. And hello, hi S. I didn't want change. <laughs> yeah, and so here, here it comes. And you know, you've got to be able to drive this vehicle around Washington D.C. Right. So we're looking at all these SUVs, and I'm ready to make a decision. We've looked at one. Now we've found these things. We found this one that we liked, and then we're looking. We go and look at other SUVs, and we find the Honda CRV. Yeah. Well, then you're like, well, I'm not sure if I want to do the Highlander or maybe we do the CRV. And I remember where we were in our townhome. I pulled up the side-by-side specs of the Highlander and the CRV. And I went spec by spec. Ladies and gentlemen, this, by the way, is a note of what not, not to do. To do. <laughs> but I go spec by spec, knocking down your objections in my mind that were ridiculous to why we can't just get the Highlander that we, I think it was the one we ended up finding and it buying was, or whatever. Yeah. And we're ready to move. And I know it's going to be, a, it's, a, it's a great deal. It's a great car. We've got one right here. We can afford to buy it. And we're taking forever to make a decision on buying this car. Well, I go spec by spec to show you how the Highlander is one inch like longer. And in your it mind, six inches. <laughs> but I went. The, the point is, is I'm yeah. going through spec by spec to show yeah. you this is how why we should get it. But my tone was task and jerk. The <laughs> I like entire that you combine time. those two. Yeah, it was both. Accurate. It was task and jerk the entire time. It was bad communication because I wanted to control the outcome. Yeah. Well, here I'll go to hear the facts of the matter. Your facts, the way you feel about it, doesn't matter. Here are the facts to get the outcome that I wanted, which was the Highlander, and the outcome to just making a decision that I wanted. Here's the spec sheet. Now can we move forward and buy this thing? But it was the the main struggle was I was feeling out of control over the whole situation. You were feeling out of control over it because of the change and then having to have this bigger vehicle and fearing what's going to happen when you have to drive this thing. And it was a horrible communication. 
but it was another classic example of high S met a high C. Yep. And it led to very bad communication and hurt feelings and all, all the things. But I can look back on it now and be like, wow, what an idiot. <laughs> yeah, well, I wasn't an idiot. Yeah, I was an idiot, but I was being very immature in my personality style because yeah. I didn't have the awareness back then that, you know, praise God that, that we do today. Yeah. All right, Joel, you know what? We did not do when the high S and when the high C go to the store. So let's I'll, go shopping with yeah, them. Yeah, uh, let's go Let's go shopping. I'll start us off with the high S. Awesome. You know what? They're going to park perfectly between the lines. You know why? Why? Because it's so rude to other people they around. Think of other people. It is so mm-hmm. rude of other people around to not park within the lines. They get out of their car. And the high I who parked on the curb appreciates that about the S. <laughs> Oh, man. Well, that high S, they're going to go into the store. They're probably going to have their list because that's how they are. They're predictable. They like to have what they have. They're going to go into the store. They're going to get what they need. They're going to go the same path they probably went 17 times before. They're going to go to a familiar checkout. They like things stable. They like things routine. They're going to go and they're going to go home with everything that they need. And it's a nice, pleasant experience. It's pleasant. They'll probably talk to people. Small from... talk. Yeah, a little bit of small talk here and yep. there. Yep. Yep. They won't like buy a lot of extra things because it's probably conflict and they haven't talked to their spouse about it. Yeah. They might. They might not. They won't do anything radical, though. No. It'll be pretty conservative. So the high C going to the store pulls into the parking lot and immediately starts judging everybody on how they're parking, especially the high eyes. And then the high C parks the car. Well, before they pull into the parking spot, they have to stop short of it and pull the grocery cart out of the spot that the high I left earlier. And once they get that out of the way, they park the car perfectly between the lines. The because C that's then, accurate. It's accurate. It's a, that's how you should park, according to a C. Everyone else parks completely wrong. Except for the S's. Get it perfectly they're... between the lines. Like six inches or a foot on each side is a perfect parking job. They get out. They go into the store. Um, They've got a list and it's organized actually on an Excel spreadsheet and it's organized by how the store flows. Everything is categorized by how they actually will get it and find it in the store. Mary, that's covering her face up and laughing because this is her. (laughs) This is me. When we go on vacation, when we go on vacation, she will sometimes set up, she will set up the grocery lists by where things are in the store. Because I'm sending my high eye to go yeah, do the grocery shopping. Yeah, and it's efficient. <laughs> and I appreciate it because I hate being in the store. We go vacation and I'm shopping for six people for a week. And it's an unfamiliar store, first of all. And I'm there for hours trying to find all the stuff. And so I appreciate the organization. And we actually plan all our meals out before vacation. And then we plan them out. And then you go... Create the lists by category by where they're going to be in the store. Dairy, meat, And then it's the amount of time it has saved me and stress that it has saved me is a ton. So the C goes in, finds everything in maximum efficiency, and then comes and checks out. Has the per if they're paying in cash, they've already told the total it up. They already know what the total is going to be. They're going to hand that money over to the cashier, and then they're out of there. It's precision. It's detail. It's so well planned that when they show up to the store, everything goes flawlessly. 
and then they're out of there. But along the way, they're totally annoyed by the high eyes who are actually talking to them or in their way or leave their say, they leave their carts. Their cart is across the aisle. Exactly. And I can't get to the thing I need. Yeah. And the eye has no awareness that anyone else is around them and actually needs to get to the same thing. And so that the sea's completely annoyed and just wants to get out of the store and judges the crap out of, out of the eye eye the, the entire time. Because it's funny because the eye and the sea are such sort of opposite personalities. Which is why it's funny that I'm both. Yes, and I am as well. <laughs> yes. Yeah, and it's just such a, it's such a crazy vacillation in personality style. But, well, folks, we hope... No, folks, your favorite word. I know. Folks... Ladies and gentlemen, friends, we hope this has been helpful and insightful to you guys to go through this two-part series on understanding personality styles according to DISC. Um, There's so much to learn about this, but if you've listened to this and share this with your spouse um, and get them to listen to it or go look into DISC um, and start really digging into this because it's it's such a game changer for your communication and for understanding one another. So we hope that this has all been sent to you well and that you have received it well. We hope our high S part of us hopes that our high I part of us didn't annoy you too much. Yes, especially the high C part of us hopes that. But we hope this has been beneficial to you. Again, communication is vital in marriage, and it is especially vital when you are in a fostering marriage. So we hope this has blessed you, and we will catch you on the next episode of the Fostering Marriage Podcast. 